Hello and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Today is a very special episode for me as I'm interviewing a dear guest and personal role model for me, Dr. Christina Tarantola. She has been trained in pharmacy, nutrition, Reiki, hypnotherapy, and many other modalities. Her most recent work is as a transformational coach to help women transform into their best selves. She has been a constant resource for me and many other pharmacists and pharmacy students. We actually share our pharmacy alma mater and I followed in her footsteps to further my education at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She has also encouraged me to follow my passion and continue my studies as an herbalist. I don't have enough words to express how grateful I am to Christina for her constant mentorship and inspiration. Please help me give a warm welcome to her, and I hope you all enjoy the show. Hi, Dr. Christina Tarantola. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me on. Likewise. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your background and how you got into doing, you know, from pharmacy into health coaching and into transformation work. Yeah, so I went to St. John's with Marina, and I, you know, just grew up in pharmacy. My dad was a pharmacist. He owned a pharmacy in Long Island, and I, that was just like my way of helping people. And as I started to kind of near my time at St. John's, um, you know, I had been in independent pharmacy for a long time and I always knew that I wanted to have more of a, an intimate connection with people, like on a one to one basis. So with the people that were coming into the pharmacy, you kind of just, you know, filled the prescription. It was in and out and there wasn't really much time to have that connection with them to really help them on a deeper level. So as I was nearing my time at St. John's, I started to really look into residencies and, you know, getting more of that one-on-one time with patients. And so I wound up doing a a retail independent pharmacy um, residency in Brooklyn. And I learned a lot there just about, you know, personally and professionally about leadership and what it takes to own a business. And I think it was just a, honestly a natural next step for me to want to pursue something completely different than what I had done before, which was retail independent pharmacy. And during that time, I was going through my own uh, challenges with my health. So I had an eating disorder. I was having daily anxiety and stress from some life events that had happened, you know, prior to that residency. And so it kind of was the perfect blend of things that had happened. You know, I was teaching diabetes classes. I was struggling with my own health challenges and I really wanted to make an impact on, on my patients. So I actually went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and started looking up more about, you know, holistic healing. And it was just a natural next step for me 
to become a health coach. So that's what I did. I started my own business um, after I completed that course. And, you know, I was doing that for a really long time, really enjoyed um, having those connections with my clients and building that business. But I started to see that a lot of people um, were kind of having resistance to some of the recommendations that I was giving them. So, for example, if it was a lifestyle change and they, um, I, I said, you know, hey, let's let's create a, a program where you're exercising X amount or, you know, you're incorporating more greens or whatever it is. There was um, times that people were resisting that. So I started to look into mindset work and I had been hypnotized back when I was um, 22. So I started to really understand the workings of the subconscious mind really became fascinated with it and how it really runs our programming in our life from zero to seven, we're programmed with our basic core beliefs. And so if we don't address the subconscious mind, we're going to keep bumping up against these challenges of resistance. And so, you know, I got trained in hypnotherapy in 20, what was it, 2018. So I've been doing it for a while now. And just really started to see how much that impacted the the depth of transformation that I was able to facilitate in my clients. So really that's where the whole path has taken me is really, you know, pharmacy to, you know, health coach and now really delving into this transformation work that helps women. I'm really focused on women now to redesign their life based on that higher version of themselves. And by that, I mean, we're all programmed with certain fears or or experiences happen. Maybe we have traumatic experiences. And so we live from that wounded lower space. So what I help women do is really release and let go of a lot of that, um, that programming so that they can step into the highest version of who they're meant to be. So that's really the work that I'm doing now. And I really feel that this is uh, this is it. You know, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Wow, amazing! So, what would you say is the most influential, either a teacher or subject matter that you've learned, or the modality that you say you would turn to more most frequently in your therapy sessions? So, I would say, um, you know, there's a lot of tools for transformation. So, you know, I use hypnosis. I do a lot with the energy system, so the chakra system, and um, doing energy clearing work with clients. Really, um, I look at it as like a toolbox. You know, like we have, you have a wrench, you have a screwdriver. Like, there's different tools for different challenges that people have. And so, it really just depends on, you know, I, I intuitively kind of pick up on what people would respond best to based upon my past experience and kind of just tapping into them. So it's, I'm a transformation coach and an intuitive healer. So I, my intuition is definitely one of my, my biggest gifts in helping to just kind of navigate, you know, what does this person need? How can I best help them? And using those practical tools like the tangible strategies as well as you know the hypnosis that energy work that really moves the needle and gets people to that big vision that they want for their life so it could be you know they want to feel better in their body or they want to you know clear some money blocks i mean whatever whatever that looks like everything 
um, energetically gets imprinted from, like I said, from a young age. So if we can shift those patterns and help you to clear that, those blocks, it helps to accelerate the path to getting to whatever goal that is. So it's a very customized approach, it sounds like. Yeah, there, absolutely. Are there packages or single sessions, or what do you usually recommend for best results? Yeah, so I always start off by having, you know, a, a client. I call it a lighten-up phone call with people just to kind of get clear on or help them get clear on, well, what is it that they want? What's that big vision? And really sometimes stretching people because they're like, you know, I want to, I want to do X. And it's like, well, if you could not put limits on yourself, what would that look like? What kind of impact would you make? What would maybe you want a certain income or certain lifestyle? What would that look like? So getting clear and seeing what's getting in the way. So depending on what it is that I look at in that initial assessment is going to dictate the program that I would recommend. So I have three tiers of programs. The, my core program is the Lighten Up Transformation Program. That's a one-to-one, really customized, um, like, one-to-one program that I have that I take my clients through. And, of course, like, there's that basic structure that I have. You know, I teach them those foundational principles of transformation work. But then in those personalized sessions, I meet with them, you know, twice a month to help them really integrate those concepts and actually embody the person that they're striving to be. So it's one thing to think about or to know, you know, this is what I want, but it's another thing to really embody that energy. And so there's a lot of layers of, you know, getting clear, um, getting the strategy in place, having your mindset. There's a lot of different things that I kind of lead them through during that, that program so that by the time that they're done, they really have a great concept of, you know, I have these tools for life, and I can carry that on. If I get stuck somewhere, I can always come back to these foundational principles. So that's really, you know, my lighten-up method, the, the foundational principles that I use and weave throughout my three programs. It's just the, the different container that I use. So the transformation program is about, you know, three to four months, and the Kickstarter program is my group program. That's eight weeks. And then I have, you know, my highest level program is the mastery, and that is a six-month program. So, you know, it, it really just depends on the person, what um, what I feel would best suit them and, like, what they're ready for. Because some people come in, they've never experienced or, or they, they don't have much experience with spirituality or this energy work. So it's kind of just, um, I guess, a professional judgment, I would say. So does it kind of resemble a workbook? Like they have a lot of homework to do, and then you also meet with them occasionally, like you said, twice a month? Yeah, so I have, uh, you know, videos, audios. I have, like, journaling prompts that are going, yeah, in between sessions. That's the integration work where we've maybe we've done some hip, deep hypnosis work, and in between they get maybe a journal prompt to – talk about, you know, that's going to help them to tease out more of what we talked about in that previous session. So everything ties together really nicely, and it's not overwhelming. It's really doable, and it's highly customized because, like I said, in that initial assessment, it's really helping me to 
see where I need to, you know, maybe I'm going to put some hypnosis or some inner child healing or energy work, whatever that looks like, really just gives me a good picture of where we're going. Great. Um, so how were you able to transition from, a, I'm assuming, a pharmacist, you were working full or part-time as a pharmacist after you graduated and did the residency program. How were you able to then transition into full-time coaching? Yeah, so I actually did something that was really scary, and I hired a coach. And I spent the first, I would say, five years of my business just, you know, really trying to do it all by myself and trying different strategies and reading a lot and doing a lot of research on my own. But where the needle really started to move was when I hired a high-level coach who could actually help me package my programs and message. And and it, after that, it just really streamlined the, and simplified my whole business model. And now I'm able to really scale and have more clients and, and work with them in a deeper capacity and I think that was really one of the key turning points for me was hiring my business coach. Um, it was actually earlier this year. And I sometimes I feel like you need to, when you want to get to that next level in life, and I tell my clients this all the time, you need to stretch yourself. You need to be, you know, energetically showing up differently. Because if you, let's just take, for example, if you have um, a bunch of money blocks and you're afraid and you, you come from a scarcity mindset and it's like, well, you know, I can't afford that. And that's the language you use every day. Then that's what's going to show up in your reality, because as you know, we are conscious creators. So by actually taking that scary action step of investing in a coach or whatever that looks like, um, for you, then that's breaking the pattern. That's you showing up saying, I'm 100% committed. I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I want to make this work. So sometimes it's really just about taking that scary action. You know, I I invested a, a lot of money in, into this coach, and I really feel like energetically it was me showing up 110% for my business. And now, you know, I've learned so much. I've already made, you know, the – the investment back and some. So sometimes I think it's just uh, getting out of our own way and, and saying like, okay, well, this is what I want and, and walking past that fear. I think that's a huge part of it too. Yeah, that's a great point. And is that what inspired you to change your name for your business? Because before you went by NutriGlow RX and now you're Enlightened Wellness Solutions. Yeah, so I, it's interesting how that came about. So yeah, I had that business a while back in uh, NutriGlow Consulting and I dissolved that when I moved to Pittsburgh, but I was asking one of my good girlfriends when I was trying to come up with a name for the business and I said, well, like, you know, what do you think of when you think of me? And she just said the word light. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. So I kind of just, started working with that word and that word really calls to me. I mean, obviously it's in, it's in all my programming. It's in enlightened wellness solutions, the lighten up method. I think it's just something like I, I am a spiritual person and I think that it just fits. So that's how that came about. And, you know, I have my friend to thank for it. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking about your books that you've written, they also have to do with light in the title. Well, most yeah. of them anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like revealing your inner radiance, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
let's talk about those books. Um, so the first one, Reveal Your Inner Radiance, that you mentioned, that is a very personal, almost uh, biographical account of how you got into this work and just a personal story about you. How uh, hard was it to be so honest and vulnerable? Yeah, so I actually um, went on a retreat to Bali to write that first book, and I'm really glad I did because I feel like when you're writing your first book and it's a very personal story, you need support. You need somebody to bounce ideas off of. You need, you know, especially, uh, you know, the container that we were in, it was a 28-day retreat in Bali with 30 women. So it was really great to just have that female support. And, you know, I had my own fears to work through because it was very personal about my own experience and, you know, things that happened with my family and different things that I was really afraid to share out of, you know, I didn't want to shame my family or do anything that would hurt them. So I definitely think it was a good thing to go on something like that just to have, you know, the structure. So now I I know how to write a book. I can do two, three, four. And so really that first experience laid the foundation for me writing the second and third book. So, and of course there's going to be more, but, um, but yeah, I think it was really good to just have that support and be in an environment that was loving and where I could just freely, you know, cry, cry it out or, you know, whatever was needed in order to really create that, that first book. So it was an amazing experience. Wow, it sounds like it. So what you talk about how you got into this work and how your background is really like your family business and, you know, just revealing a lot about how it influenced your family relationships. Um, how was writing those parts and how did it influence your relationships afterwards? I think it's always tough whenever you speak. And, and of course, there's, multiple sides of people everybody has a side of their story and what's the truth and not the truth or whatever i needed to write this book because i know that there's women out there who struggle with eating disorders and family issues and anxiety and mental all of those things so i knew that i needed to write it from an empowered place and not of blame and shame and making them look bad but i did need to reveal certain facts that you know did happen like I got kicked out of my house and I was homeless and you know all of those raw and real things that were a part of this whole journey and I feel like you know there were definitely certain family members that weren't happy about it but I needed to honor my truth and so I didn't do it in a malicious way I did it in a way that was meant to empower other women. So I think that distinction is important. And it was really what helped me have the courage and the bravery to to be able to write it and publish it. So let's talk about your claim your power roadmap to re-energizing your life. What inspired you to write the second book? It seems like there's a lot of references to um God and biblical quotes, and I know you also did some missionary work in Honduras. Was that something that inspired you to write this one, or was it something else? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, I 
think that all of my books have a theme of, you know, coming back to our divine light. And for me, that spiral that's in the book really represents like we get so distracted and get caught in drama and negativity. And that's where we really get away from that divine light. And so whenever we're, we're falling off that path, to to come back to our center, to meditate, to connect with whatever higher power you believe in. If it's God, the universe, whatever you you believe is that higher power, that's really where we're anchored in and we can access that full power. But when we start to get distracted and, and fall off the path, we're not in alignment with our true self. So that's really where a lot of that content came in. And I I remember just one day getting that insight of, of that spiral and it was pretty cool to uh, kind of put that in a book and, and have that be an actual like concept. I haven't seen that before. So, but yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So yeah, I've noticed definitely from reading your work that you are able to blend both scientific research and studies as well as the spiritual aspects and the chakra system and blend mm-hmm. all of these concepts together. And that's really, really cool and makes things easy to understand and understand from multiple angles. And I also love your how you explain things with analogies and uh, metaphors and things like that. It makes things I said, easier to understand and just funny in a way. Um, so how about your third book, Lighten Up, Seven Weeks to Release, Recharge, and Revitalize? What was the inspiration, the idea behind that one? I think I – so I started writing that at the beginning of 2018 when I created um, this new business, and I just started to realize that there was a theme around releasing and letting go, And that's how people really heal, in my opinion, is like we have all of these limiting thoughts, beliefs, these stories uh, about our past experiences and how much we are fettered and trapped by those stories and beliefs. And so a lot of the content that was in that book was inspired by, you know, my own, the, the things that I've been through and the things that I've had to let go of and heal So lighten up really means releasing and letting go of whatever isn't you. So if it's, you know, old patterns or if it's excess weight or resentment, whatever that is for that individual, reading that book is really going to help you identify what that is and help you get on the path to letting some of that stuff go. And that can be, you know, done through release, uh, through forgiveness or you know, a lot of different things that I actually incorporate into my, my program. So it kind of gives you a little taste about the work that I do and, um, you know, just how transformative it is when people can let go of the things that don't serve them so that they can fulfill their highest potential on, on this planet. I think that that's the most important thing that all of us want is happiness, freedom, joy. So you get a taste of what that looks like in that book. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree. And you have the workbook style prompts in all your books. So I think that's really yeah. useful too for the reader. Um, also, I wanted to thank you because you have allowed some of your pharmacy, fellow pharmacists and pharmacy students that aspire to your work um, contribute to the book 
So thank you. I was yeah. one of the contributors. <laughs> yes, yeah, you were definitely a huge uh, part in that. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, it kind of let us dip our feet in, and you spearheaded the whole thing, and so it was really easy for us. But why don't you share with the listeners how the whole self-publishing thing works? Yeah, so I um, I always self-publish. I use CreateSpace. I know that they've recently changed their platform, and I think they're partnering with KDP and Amazon, the Amazon publishing platform. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was always just pretty pretty simple. Like, you write your manuscript, you get an editor, they format it for you. Um, you know, you need a graphic designer, obviously, for the cover, and you. I just uploaded all of it. I mean, obviously, it's more in-depth in and it doesn't happen one, two, three, but it was just a really great platform for people who want to put their work out there. And then it's print-on-demand. So you can order one book, you can order 10 books, and create space, ship it right to your house. I don't have to be involved in the process at all. So it was really, you know, an intuitive platform. It was easy um, and really makes it simple for people who want to write books and, and get them out there quickly. So how long did the process take from beginning to end, would you say? For the first one? Um, yeah, the first for any. Yeah, let's see. Is there so you're talking, you're talking about like from right starting to write the book to finish the book, or? Uh, yeah, tell, like walk us through, you know, that whole process with each book. Did it get any easier? Like, what did you learn, and how did you streamline it? Yeah, so that's a great question. So the first one, I had a bunch of journals that I had transcribed. And I went to Bali and finished my book in 13 days because I had a lot of the content written and, like, put into a Word document. So that was pretty quick. And then I came back. So that was November, and I actually got the physical copy in my hand. I think it was February or March. Um, I don't mess around. You know that. (laughs) Whenever I want to do something, I do it. Um, yeah, so the, it, it happened pretty quickly. And then the, the, I can't remember the second, I think it pretty much, I guess in summary, it takes me about three months, three or four months to like get everything. Cause I, I'm really disciplined and I just sit down, write it and get things going. And I'm not a really, I mean, I, I'm a, definitely a former perfectionist, but if there's like a, a you know, a spelling error, like in the, within a chapter like I'm not gonna I mean I have an editor I have things but I'm not gonna you know prevent my work from getting out there by trying to be a perfectionist and say well I should have used this word and not this word it's the message is there so I feel like for me I kind of just like bang it out and I'm like all right let's go so (laughs) it's, it's a little bit different than maybe what other people do but it's just how I that's how I do it so do you schedule time in for every day to work on the book, or do you just, like, take a few days and get as much work done as possible? I've done a couple different things, like writing appointments where you can block off a certain amount of time. I used to wake up really early in the morning and write. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it really – whatever works best for you. If you want to do a little bit each day or do three times a week – um, it's important to have it scheduled, even if you feel like you, you're not ready to write, because 
no one's really ready to write. Like you have to kind of just get the juices flowing and, and get going with it. And once you start, you know, writing, maybe it's on a concept that you, you're very familiar with, even if it's not perfect the first time, there's a lot of good stuff in there that you can still extract and, and kind of work with. So I think it's just a, a matter of discipline. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and those strategies. So what about your speaking engagements? I know that you are also a public speaker and you attend many events and you host your own. How did you get into that? Um, yeah, so I started <laughs> I started speaking at like nursing homes and elderly elderly homes because I knew that they wouldn't judge me and if they like half them were sleeping anyway. So, um, yeah, really hum- humble beginnings and just started to teach about things that I knew. So I knew about diabetes and I taught people, the elderly people about diabetes and healthy eating and all that type of stuff that was just kind of, you know, things that I knew. And it wasn't perfect or polished by any means, but it just helped me get my feet wet with um, public speaking and getting in front of a room. And now, you know, I have a talk tomorrow that I'm doing. Uh, and it's like a no brainer, It's you know, cause once you do something so many times, you know, the content, you don't have those same fears you did when you first started. And it's just a lot easier to kind of jump right into it. It's like when you're first learning to drive, right? It's like, well, I have to I have to think about putting the key in the ignition and then starting it and checking the rearview mirror, putting on my seatbelt. Whereas, like now, you can get into a car and you just drive. Like you don't even have to think about it anymore. So yeah, and and I obviously love to talk. So if, whether it's writing <laughs> or speaking or podcasting or whatever, I have a lot of mercury in my chart. That's what I was told. Um, so. <laughs> But, yeah, I just – I love it. I, I love to make an impact on people. I think really that's what it's all about when it really comes down to it. Yeah, that actually leads perfectly into my next question because I was going to ask what motivates or drives you to do the work. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely – I think the moment that I get good feedback of, like, wow, you know, you really made an impact on me or – you know, what you said really struck a chord or whatever that is. I think that when we as human beings can have an influence on someone else's life in a positive way, to me, that's what it's all about. I mean, of course, I need to pay my bills and, you know, income is part of it. But I think at a deeper level, it's always about the impact for me and, and how how am I adding value to people's lives? I think that's a yeah. huge part of it. Yeah, that's beautifully said. So we just have a couple of minutes left in the interview. Uh, would you be up for some rapid-fire questions? Yes. Shoot. <laughs> okay, so what's uh, your number one advice for pharmacy students or pharmacists that are interested in the more holistic and natural or coaching model? I would say definitely get a mentor, get somebody who can help you because I'm telling you the path, it's like, moving through mud and sludge, if you try to do it by yourself, when you have somebody who's done it before and they know how to prevent you from wasting money on, you know, different things or streamlining the process, it's just so worth the investment to do that. Um, 
the other thing I would say is to make sure you just keep learning, you know, and growing. And I'm still, I'm going to a retreat in September and I'm learning deeper energy practices that I'm going to be bringing to my, my own retreat that I'm doing in November. So I think no matter where you're at, you're never too, you're never really there. You're always going to keep learning and growing. So, you know, don't get intimidated by where someone else is. Like if someone's at their chapter 20 and you're only on chapter one in your life or in your journey, it's okay. Like we've all been there. No one just gets, no one's just an overnight success. So, you know, just absorb as much as you can, you know, read, read books that interest you or listen to podcasts like this. And I think that you can't go wrong with that as long as you stay consistent. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. It's always about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. All right. Next question. What's the number one thing listeners can do to improve their quality of life right now? I would say to probably join my Lighten Up community on Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, but it is, it's, it, it is really cool to uh, to have that tight-knit community. I do a lot of Facebook Lives and free give away free content there. Um, no, I would say to really have a clear picture of, like, what does that next phase of your life look like? Who are you being in that vision of, you know, that next version of you? And getting crystal clear on that, writing it out, feeling the emotion around it, seeing, like, how are you moving? What are you thinking? How are you being in that vision? And that's going to really start to work in your mind. That's actually the first step in my Lighten Up method is planting those seeds. What does that look like to you? to get for you to be that next level of of that of marina you know or whoever it is listening and that's going to start to propel you to take certain actions that are going to help accelerate that path but the first step is really getting clear so that's what i would say yeah thank you great advice okay what's a hobby or favorite pastime of yours playing with my dog (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Penny. So I love, yeah, check off it. She, she was sick today, but she's on the couch. She's waiting for me. Um, yeah, I love, I just, I love just being outside. I love, you know, Netflix and I'm watching Orange is the New Black right now and it's really addicting. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else out there likes it, but I, I'm way late on that train. I, I, you know, I know they're up to season seven already, but. Yeah, I just, I, I love, you know, being outside. Um, I I wish that I lived in New York to go by the beach, but, um, yeah, just all those type of things. You know, I'm just the, your average average gal who loves to, uh, you know, just enjoy life. Oh, all right. What is your favorite beverage? Oh, kombucha came right to my mind. So I love, like, if I had infinite amounts of just, like, like a Whole Foods gift card that never expired, I would definitely <laughs> just keep buying kombucha because I just love it. It's, I love the flavors, the taste. It's healthy for you. So that's probably my go-to. Yeah, it's a great fermented beverage for sure. And you can make your own. I could teach you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love that. All right. So um, how can listeners get in touch with you, learn more about Enlightened Wellness Solutions, or purchase one of your books? 
So my website's actually getting redone right now. I have an amazing web developer, but it should be done probably by the time that this podcast posts. So you can definitely visit my website. It's www.enlightenedwellnesspa, as in Pennsylvania.com, or just friend me on Facebook. And I would love to, you know, ask, hear any questions that you have or, you know, just chat with you um, under Christina Tarantola. All right, awesome. I'll include all of these ways to contact you in the show notes and anything else that we mentioned in the episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Christina Tarantola, for all that you do and for agreeing to do this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a blast, and I hope to talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, bye. Bye. As always, please send any questions, inquiries, requests, to me my email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website rawfork.com leave me a note there thank you and have a great week ahead